Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Alison Carter is a life coach helping people who are going through changes. When she used to work in the corporate sector, she found networking to be a bit of a chore. But now she works for herself, she finds it inspiring and energising. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Alison. Oh, it's great to be here. Um, Thanks very much, Liz. Now, you now work in the coaching space, but I know that you've come from a a retail background. So tell me something about your years at Selfridges and John Lewis and the like. Oh, yes. No, thank you. It's um, yeah. No, I mean, I've had a a fabulous career today. I've spent three decades in retail, which for somebody who did a a geography degree was quite a surprise. (laughs) Um, I I ended up I, I did many years in fashion buying, so I was really lucky to join the Selfridges graduate programme. Mm. Um, um, and at that time you became um, an assistant buyer manager so effectively it was like you had your own you'd have your own department Mm. and you uh, would manage and buy for that department so I had um, my first uh, department that I sort of ran like that was actually uh, ladies hats Mm. Um, and it was at the time when Princess Diana was very much um, in the media, yeah. always looking wonderfully dressed, and she wore hats. Yeah. So she was great for business, yes. <laughs> and uh, and it was a really really fabulous time to to join that industry. But what was wonderful about the Selfridges program at the time was you kind of learned how to be an all round trader because you you managed your team, you managed your stocks, you bought your stocks, you saw the whole sort of annual cycle of, of retail. So, and of course it was on Oxford Street, and it was yeah. where you know Selfridges was all about theatre, still is. Mm. So it was just an amazing start to my career. So I had um, seven very happy years there and then um, uh, all sort of in fashion buying. And then I moved to John Lewis because I really wanted to uh, uh, learn more about um, buying for multiple department stores. At the time, Selfridges just had the one store. Mm. And um, so moved to John Lewis, which culturally was very, very different because mm. um, obviously being uh, the partnership model. Yes. Um, so it's very much a collegiate way of working um, and uh, a business ethos that really resonated for me. And so I absolutely loved working at John Lewis. And I was there for... Um, over 20 years yeah. and um, the bulk of that time um, in fashion buying as well in various different areas of women's wear and children's wear um, but then my last 10 years there I had a, a real sort of switch uh, one John Lewis is a great employer for supporting um, sort of changes in direction mm. and I headed up their creative studio so I very much was then working in the online um uh, retail space mm. um, and working with fabulous creative teams, teams of photographers, um, uh, teams, you know, in production and post-production. So I really, um, yeah, had an amazing time at John Lewis. Um, uh, but unfortunately, that came to an end um, a couple of years ago uh, as a result of some head office restructuring. Uh, my role my was made redundant. Mm. So um, I stepped away um just uh, just over two years ago and in it was a very interesting time because the uh in the sort of the 18 months before that we had been in all of us in the global pandemic mm. so we had this shift from um 
you know, everyone going to the office, uh, to the studio in my case, Monday yeah. to Friday, nine to five, um, to then us uh, remote working. And it's all in a, this world of quite sort of scary what's going on, yeah. um, not knowing what's happening globally, um, to, to working from home. Um, and then, um, you know, sadly, my, my role being made redundant sort of 18 months into that. So it was a very, a very strange time. But um, it also afforded me the opportunity to, to step back mm. and to see, actually, well, what about the next stage? You know, I'm very much was at midlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and so rather than rushing into another corporate job, another retail job, I decided to sort of, well, let's just step back yeah. um, and see where do I want to go. Yeah. Um, and I'm a very keen cyclist, not a fast cyclist, but I'm a keen, <laughs> I'm a keen cyclist. Um, so the, the first thing I did was I did a, um, I did a five-week cycle, cycle tour mm. of the UK. Because um, one of the things that had come about through the pandemic, I don't know if it was the same for you, is you, you, you know you have all these friends that you say, oh, we must catch up yes. you know, through yes. Facebook or whatever. And the years roll by and you don't. Yeah. And then I just thought, I'm actually going to do it. Because the <laughs> pandemic really made me think, well, all these, we need to catch up with people when we get, we get the yeah. opportunity to or make those opportunities. So I created a cycle tour around the UK based on where f- these friends oh, live. fantastic. <laughs> um, so I cycled, it was um, over five weeks. Um, yeah. And I cycled one and a half thousand miles around the UK. Wow. Yeah, and I met up with 20 friends. And it was so... Um, it was so connecting, particularly after um, having gone through the pandemic and us yeah. losing each other, yeah. to then make those connections again. And some of those friends I met, I hadn't seen for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it was um, it was so life-affirming and to connect again. And it's it's interesting, I know we're talking about, you know, your, your podcasts around networks and mm. business networks, but there's all the other networks we have yeah. in our lives yeah. as well. And there's all these re these friendship networks that I rekindled. Um, and as a result of some of that, we've, I've had some meetups with some friends, um, which has just been, it's been wonderful. Um, so that was, uh, that was how I started you know, the change of my life. And it was mm. really, I felt very fortunate that I could take the opportunity to step back and say, yeah. well, you know, Let's see where where life's going to take me now. Yeah. What direction I'm going to go in. So that was sort of the, that was the, the background I had before I, I had the career change. Yeah. And so, what was it that made you decide to to look into coaching as as a possibility? Um, well, I wanted one of the, um, one of the things that was really well. There were a few things that were important to me in terms of this change. Was I realised I wanted. Um, I wanted flexibility in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted variety, um, and I wanted to do something something different. Mm. Um, I'd always really enjoyed working with people um, throughout my career, um, and so I wanted something that was people focused. Um, and I had um, uh, was it, what six years ago now, coming out seven years ago. Um, I had been diagnosed with breast cancer, mm. um, and so I had gone through through treatment. And fortunately, you know, I'm still here and I'm very healthy. Yeah. Um, and and thank goodness to the NHS yes. for that. Yes. Um, but it really it was also another thing that was very much on my mind was much as I'd enjoyed my career in in retail, um, I wanted to find something that made made more of a difference on a very personal mm. level, um, and. Uh, because I, through my cancer experience and working with charities who are amazing, 
I had been very touched and supported by other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for that support I had had. Um, So they kind of all came together and I thought, well, do you know what? Coaching feels like um, a way in which I can help people. Yeah. Um, It gives me a real sense of purpose, um, but also affords me flexibility because uh, one of the great things about the pandemic was we all realized we could work from home mm. so <laughs> what it means is it's work I can do flexibly in terms of where I work um, but also in terms of hours um, yeah. and how many days a week I wish to work uh, because one of the things I've you know I now um, I don't have the energy levels I used to have because of the treatment and the medication I'm yeah. on so I don't really want to do full-time work um, so this doing something like coaching where I'm very much I'm freelance I'm 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 doing it um on my off my own back I meant I could do that um and um I was also encouraged to retrain by the the um John Lewis have a very good severance package mm-hmm. um and as part of that I had a there was a retraining fund mm. so it was kind of like well it would be foolish of me yes. to not retrain no <laughs> exactly so um I, as often happens in life, I think you kind of, I stepped into to coaching, not having half an idea what it was. And then it was only once I was in it, I realized really what it was yes. and actually how amazing it is, but also how broad it is and how many, how many different sorts of yes. coaching yes. Uh, realms there are. Yeah. So that was, that was the, the, there was a, there were multiple reasons why I chose that decision to, uh, made that decision, sorry, to, to coach, yeah. become a coach. And so what, what kind of training did you go through? So I um, coached as um, I'm certain I have certified life coach and a, a master NLP pra- mm-hmm. practitioner, which is neuro linguistic programming. So I worked with a um, a boutique um, coaching coach training provider, um, and there's a lot of self learning, so a lot of reading, mm-hmm. a lot of watching uh, videos, um, studying. Um, so that was great. Actually, going back to learning was wonderful. <laughs> you know, I, I I remember when I left university, I was like, that's it, I'm done with studying. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, you then I then it's wonderful to learn and to grow again. It's just fantastic. So um, there was a mixture of that, but then also. Um, online learning um, in a sort of in a, a, a informal classroom setting um, and then lots of group work too and lots of group practice um, and through doing that I've made some really wonderful contacts as well in the coaching world um, so uh, it's a, you do that over sort of a course of over the course of about a year it took me to get my to get my diploma um, and then you know working towards um, accreditation mm-hmm. um, with the International Coaching Federation yeah. so yeah that was that was uh, the training that I done yeah so who is it that you now help and 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 how do you help them so I help um I help both uh men and women um I help people who are in midlife and people who are it's it's a lot of coaching is about change um and what I've seen is there's two through personal experience but also through the people I'm working with there are there are two kinds of change there are changes that that we choose and we choose to make and there are changes that kind of get thrown upon us that we maybe aren't changes that we want to happen um sometimes one can lead to the other which is um i think where a lot of my clients come from so um i work with a lot of people who have um also experienced cancer Mm -hmm. um and often i think coaching is is really useful a while after you've had cancer and you've sort of 
processed what you've been through and you've dusted yourself off after the treatment and then you start to have those okay now where do I go in life um I also work with people who have um maybe been through a relationship breakup or through a divorce or um through bereavement in their lives so again they've had a loss they've had a change in their circumstance people also who've had job losses as well um and um it's it's paused them to reflect and think, well, actually, where do I go? What do I want to do now? But it can be, you know, change is daunting and it's overwhelming. Mm. So um, I then work with them to help them work through, okay, what choices have you got? Because I think often in life we think we don't have choice. We can get into a bit of a victim mentality. Yeah. But actually, do you know what? We've all got choices. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that, sorry, that can sound terribly privileged because I know not everyone does have, but actually our mindset can often be the thing that actually yeah. limits us yeah. in terms of the choices. So I talk about daring to dream mm-hmm. and um, working with clients to really, you know, with... with Because it, it's amazing the answers we have in us, um, but sometimes we just need someone to help us unlock those yeah. and the dreams and the thoughts and the, uh, the wild imaginings, you know, yeah. that we, yeah. we never thought we had. Because I think... Corporate life can knock a lot of that out of us. You know, day-to-day life can mm-hmm. knock a lot of that out of us. So, you know, with my clients, it's holding that 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 that's that space to just dare and dream and imagine a different life, imagine different directions. Um, so, yeah, and then actually, well, what direction do they want to take in life? What choices are available to them? And exploring that and also the exploring how they can make those changes, what resources they have, what's available to them. Um, so, yeah, it's really a, the, the people I work with are people generally who are in midlife and are saying, well, you know, what about the rest of my life? What, mm-hmm. what, what opportunities are out there? Um, and what decisions, therefore, do I want to make? Um, so that And it's, it's very much I take a holistic approach. So sometimes people will come to me because um, they want to make a career change. Um, and that's usually the case, actually. They do mm-hmm. want to change the career in a way. Um, but we often, well, we always end up looking at their whole life because, yeah. you know, it's about um, the, the balance we have in our lives, but also what values do we have? And mm-hmm. I think often when we get to midlife, we say, am I leading a life that's true to me, mm. um, that's true to my values? Um, and often the starting place for that can actually be, I don't think I'm in the right job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is the right career for me. Um, do I do I make the do I take the cho- you know that opportunity to make those changes now? So that's the the sort of the 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 work that that I do you know with the people that I work with, and it's very much you know it's 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 just as much if not work more work for them than it is for yeah. me because there's a, you know there's a lot of internal work that we yes. have to do with this yeah. um and to get the good results sometimes you know we we have to ask ourselves some tough questions yeah. um so yeah that's that's uh, the people that i work with yeah. now i know something that you're quite keen on is is blue green therapy so can you explain what that is and how that works yeah so part of what i do is i do um uh walking talking um sessions mm. so uh, with some other people that I work with, we um, I'm fortunate where I live in North London. I'm very near to um, lots of amazing green spaces, um, Hampstead Heath being the main one mm. that people will probably know. And there's something about um, being in blue green spaces, which is about being um, near being near water, being near um, 
being in the green of nature mm. um, that um, shifts our brain um, and we think differently um, and there have been neurological studies that, that and there's an increasing body of evidence around this that shows this um, and um, so I find the quality of the conversation is different when we're out and about mm. um, talking um, and walking. There's something about the action of walking, being physically active rather than sitting down as well, that that our brain works differently. And then I think the the third element for me about it is actually when you walk side by side, the quality of confident, confident the, sorry, the quality of conversation is different to when you are face to face talking to someone. Yeah. Um, eye contact, body language is hugely important, yeah. particularly um, you know neurolinguistic programming. But actually, there's something about when you're walking side by side with someone, it's a different quality of conversation. It's almost like you know we think about when you're in a car as well. Yes. Sometimes when you're in a car, passenger and driver, you can have a really different conversation than you would if you were sitting opposite each other mm -hmm. having lunch. So um, it, that's it. Just shift that and shift the environment. Um, I think changes the way our I, we know changes the way our brains think, changes the quality of the thinking, um, and the quality of the conversation, um, and uh, then you know just about there's something as well about being outside and being grounded, mm. you know feeling you know we may not be barefoot but we can feel the ground after our mm -hmm. under our feet, the different textures of whether you know we're we're on nice soft grass or you know we're walking over. Um, something uh, harder than that and it's just um, having you know the sounds of nature around us as well whether that be the walk whether that be water or bird song um, it's it's relaxing as well you know it triggers our vagus nerve so we you know we're then in that more relaxed state so um, I find those conversations incredibly powerful and energizing um, when we do that sort of that blue green therapy, that walking and talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, something I tried recently was uh, net walking. Let's get onto the networking part of things now. Yes. Is uh, is that something that you that you've done? Any net walking? I it's um it's on my list. It's because I'm I'm aware of net walks going on. Um, uh, which I just think is a fabulous idea. It is. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah. So this is this is network meetups, isn't it? Where actually yeah. you walk, walk yeah. and talk. Um, and you know sometimes coffee's involved as yeah. well. So yeah, I mean I don't know. I heard about them through the um, through the small business um, enterprise, and I just think it's an amazing idea. So um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely up for going on one when the opportunity arises. Yeah, I can highly recommend it. And like you say, you do have very different conversations. And that the network that I went to, you could take dogs, and that was brilliant because that's such an icebreaker. You know, people always come and talk to your dog before they talk yeah. to you. <laughs> Do you know what? That's so true. And there's oh, that sounds amazing. And there's a um, there's a chap I can't remember his name now, but he's he's got an Instagram following, and he set up um, dog walks for for men, mm. so very much to encourage you know men to talk to each other. Yeah. And he got sort of BBC coverage and things because it was such a fabulous yeah. idea. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's very much that idea of just, you know blokes meet up with their dogs and end up having great conversations. Yep. <laughs> and like you say, it's such an icebreaker, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know when people have got a dog with them. Yeah. yeah. So is networking something that you did when you when you used to be employed in in the retail sector? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of the things that um, I've come to really realize the importance of um now that i'm i'm um, running my own business mm. um 
but it's different. Um, so in the, the corporate sector, it's it's almost something that's on your, um, you know, the corporates have, um, you know, their, their annual appraisal cycles. They generally have sets of values that employees are asked to work to mm. and also sets of competencies. Mm -hmm. And often within that, you're particularly as a leader, sort of stakeholder management and networking, communication skills, all of that will be part of the competencies. So um, it's seen as I guess I, I was a little felt of it as being a bit a little bit something that I had to do rather than I would necessarily enjoy mm -hmm. doing. And um, certainly in that environment, you're. Um, you know that you need to have the right networks to get decisions made, to get your budget signed off, to get approval to your projects. Um, you've got to know the. You've got to make sure you know the right people, um, and um, but also understand the process in terms of the, those sorts of um, uh, um, stakeholder chains and the corporate um, uh, structure. That's what I'm looking for the corporate structure to get things done. Um, and it would feel like. Um, rather annoying if you didn't have those right contacts because you know you would know actually you had the right business idea or whatever um but you just didn't have the most have the right business contact contacts within the the, the um, corporate structure to get those things signed off or to get the right visibility at the right exec team meeting um so i guess i i came away with a seeing networking in probably a slightly negative light actually as mm. as, as being something that was in that sort of more sort of corporate toxic yeah, a, a um, bit of a chore it sounds like yeah absolutely and feeling like something you had to invest in uh, your time and energy in when actually you felt like well surely if I'm doing my job I shouldn't have to do that mm. stuff so <laughs> yeah so then sort of then coming out and um now really seeing the amazing positive value of networking when you're a small business owner you know when you're a freelancer um and um I think what I've really come to appreciate many things actually with networking is, um, I mean, it's completely invaluable. Mm. You can't set up a business without them. Um, and what's I found inc in wonderful is, you know, we're not in a sort of a political ego driven sphere that you can find in some corporations. Um, generally I've just found people are so supportive. Yeah. People want to help because, you know, we're all small business owners. We've all been here. We've all yeah. seen each other's, and we all want to. And I've been blown away um, by, you know, the contacts people have given me. How people have wanted to help me out. People want to share resources. They want to make referrals. Um, it's not competitive in the same way, and it's mm -hmm. incredibly refreshing, um, but also um, uh, vital. <laughs> you know, so things like you know finding an accountant, yeah. knowing actually, oh my god. Terms and conditions, privacy policies, all that legal side. Um, you know, how do I do my business planning? How do I get clients? Yeah. Um, also, how do I stay motivated? Because one of the hard things with all of this is staying motivated. Yes. And this, the feelings of isolation. So yeah. then those networks, those communities you can be part of. Um, so, and I find all of those incredibly energizing and incredibly positive. So I've gone from, you know, seeing networking as being whatever dirty word to actually <laughs> seeing it oh, it's amazing <laughs> so it's it's been a real a revelation for me actually and, and something that I feel um it really energizes me as well and when I see other people I get so inspired you know 
so you know, I've met people that are doing it in a completely different business view. So you know, I've met a wonderful ceramicist. Mm. I've met another business owner who makes wonderful jewellery from um, coffee pods, oh. and it's just you know, these things are so inspiring. But you share your struggles, you share your triumphs, um, and you share your connections, yeah. and I love that. I just love it. <laughs> Brilliant. So just finally then, Alison, if people want to find you, what is the best place for them to contact you? So I'm on LinkedIn as Alison Carter. Um, I've also my website is Alison Carter Coaching. Uh, you can find me there as well. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for sharing your uh, your networking story and uh, being so enthusiastic about it, which is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, it's been great to speak to you. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.